Today's episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Stuff to Blow Your Mind, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, welcome to Stuff to Blow Your Mind, listener mail. This is Robert Lamb. And this is Joe McCormick, and it's Monday, the day of the week that we read back some messages you've sent into the show account, which if you ever want to get in touch with uh, a contribution of your own, that account is contact at stufftoblowyourmind.com. Contact at stufftoblowyourmind.com. Uh, yeah, get in touch. Yeah, we need contact. That's true. That, that's what our Mondays are, are made out of here. Uh, so, okay, I'm going to start off with this message from Josh. Responding to some previous listener mail, uh, and this one needs a bit of background. So, in the in a previous listener mail episode, uh, somebody named Lurch got in touch and and mentioned the 1936 H.G. Wells sci-fi movie Things to Come, which featured a a scene of a there's a future civilization uh, traveling to the moon by way of a giant ballistic cannon. They're going to shoot somebody into the moon, just like in the. Uh, just like in the the French movie, what's it called? Uh, the Voyage to the Moon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and our listener pointed out the amusing design choice that this giant cannon has an iron sight at the end of the barrel, like like somebody's going to be holding it and aiming it. Um, so anyway, Josh says, "Hi, Joe, Rob, and Seth. The launch gun from Things to Come that Lurch mentioned reminded me of an actual company that is making something similar, huh?" 
The concept is they put a small rocket in a centrifuge and spin it at crazy fast speeds, nearly Mach 2 for their suborbit tests, and let it go. It rides its inertia to a certain altitude, then fires the rocket to get the rest of the way to orbit. At least in theory, they are still testing. Oddly enough, there is no iron sight to aim. How will they ever manage? I promise I'm not making this up. Here's a video that the company released recently showing their progress. It's definitely worth watching to the end, if only for the massive bullet hole in the ground from the landing. Uh, All the best, Josh. So yeah, I looked this up. The company is called Spin Launch, and the the launcher mechanism looks kind of like a giant uh, ammunition drum on a Tommy gun. You know, it's like this big circular disc, like a film canister. And inside there is, uh, I, I think it's electrically powered, so I think there would be sort of uh, electromagnetic rapid cycling uh, through the circle and then eventually the thing gets released and it flies up out of a tube straight up into the sky. The version they were testing in the video I saw did not actually have a rocket stage. It was just a dummy, you know, a dummy ballistic that it would see how high it could reach. So I, yeah, I guess the idea in the end is you do it with something that actually has chemical rockets within it. So you get it up to a certain altitude and then the rockets fire and take over getting you into orbit with less use of chemical fuel. But exactly as Josh says, when this dummy ballistic test vehicle is thrown up into the sky, it makes a gigantic arc, and then it comes back down, and there's a part where they, in this video, they go to find it, and it's just a hole in the ground. <laughs> it, 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 has, <laughs> it has done a mighty piercing of the earth. You know, speaking of H.G. Uh, Wells' uh, things to come, uh, there, I, I have to remind everybody that there is a 1979 very loose adaptation of H.G. Wells' uh, um, work here titled The Shape of Things to Come. In fact, it's, it's sometimes titled H.G. Wells' The Shape of Things to Come. It stars Jack Palance, and it's directed by George McGowan, who also directed 1972's Frogs, which, of course, we discussed on Weird House Cinema. It's got to be good. I think I've seen it, I, or at least I think I watched the Rift Tracks version of it. I th- believe this came out shortly before the pandemic. When, okay, so when... Movies decide to put the author of a book or author of an idea's name in front of the title of the movie, like Bram Stoker's Dracula, you know, the Francis mm-hmm. Ford Coppola Dracula, or Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. I think that was also in the 90s. Are those a result of some kind of, I don't know, in a contractual or intellectual property issue? I, it would be hard, to, hard to believe that's the case with Mary Shelley. Um or is it just like there's something about the title where they were like, we, we've we've got to have the author's name in here. That'll that'll make people know what we're talking about. Because you just say Frankenstein, they're going to be like, I don't know what that is. Who wrote that? Yeah, I guess on some level it's about <laughs> trying to indicate this is a return to the book on some, to, to some extent. And mm. of course, it's never it's not like Bram Stoker's Dracula the movie as as fun as it is it's not like it's a a like blow for blow uh 100% faithful adaptation of the novel it's a lot of fun but uh it's it's not that and i think it's the i probably i harp on this all the time but like one of the things that always stuck with me is the the mere fact that they had a movie novelization of bram stoker's dracula by, of course, not Bram Stoker, but some uh, modern uh, author. Like, that's all you need to know. Like, if it's, is it really Bram Stoker's Dracula if the novel adaptation of it is not just the original novel? Yeah, but how do you capture on the page Keanu's English accent? <laughs> I will return to you, my love. <laughs> yeah, it was not the, not the best performance from Keanu, was it? 
Um, but there's so much. So I much love Keanu, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's he's great in other things. Um, and but of course, yeah, you have Anthony Hopkins, you have Gary Oldman, uh, you, you have just luscious uh, costumes and sets. It's uh, it, it more than makes up for one performance in the picture. And I think you could pretty much plot your life by like which Gary Oldman incarnation of Dracula are you today? Are you um, old man with big hair? Old man with long hair? Do you feel more like you're the dapper sunglasses Bram Stoker's Dracula? Do you feel maybe a little more like a, a, a wolf beast or a bat beast? Yeah. Um, armored uh, Dracula? There's so many to choose from. So many costume changes and flesh changes in that one. Yeah, I think I think you'd have a lot of it. Like, I'm a demon bat until I've had my coffee kind of kind of things. <laughs> I think I'm the... Um, I'm the the old Dracula with the long hair towards the end of the film before I have my coffee. Um, mm. And then after the first cup, then I'm the Dracula with the big hair. And then we kind of build up from there until mm. the caffeine starts wearing off. And then I begin to revert, I guess, into beast mode at that point. All right. Well, <laughs> if anyone else has thoughts on all of this, uh, yes, write in. We would love to hear your take. Uh, but let's move on to another bit of listener mail. This one comes to us from Carl. <laughs> Carl says, Dear Robin Joe, just now heard your listener mail episode about children's senses of time periods or lack thereof. When our children were little, our friends used Gilligan's to explain when something in the near future would happen. We'll be there in about three Gilligan's. They had a good feel for the elapsed time of a Gilligan's Island episode. Enjoy your podcast, Carl. Weirdly, this email triggered a sudden vivid memory from childhood of some adult somewhere expressing a length of time, I guess in retrospect, this must have been two and a half hours, as two Sesame Streets and a Mr. Rogers. Mm -hmm. And I wondered, did somebody say that to me when I was a kid? Or was that in like a movie or something? So I Googled it and discovered this is a quote from an episode of Full House. Bob Saget in Full House was hiding that deep in my brain. Oh, nice. Uh, I will say as a, uh, I think I, growing up, I think I did think about time sometimes like this in that in, in 30 minute and an hour blocks based on television blocks of time. And I know that when my son was younger, we used this a little bit in, in part because sometimes on long car trips, he would have the iPad, he would have things he could watch. And so that would be a direct way of saying like, not only are we one viewing of Totoro away, like you can go ahead and start Totoro now. And when you are done with Totoro, we will be at our destination. That's a good system. All right. So we also got a couple of messages in response to story machines with people cranking out their own AI-generated narratives. Uh, Rob, I feel like this is kind of your territory. Do, do, do you want to take uh, the first one of these or, or both of them? Uh, I'll take the first one. Uh, okay. So, yes, this one also <laughs> uh, has a reference to the 2018 Fartonomicon episode, which um, I, tr I tried to, uh, I usually don't go back and listen to old episodes, but we had some, uh, had two nine-year-olds in the car, and so they were talking, uh, one of them in particular was talking about farts a lot, so I was like, well, I'm going to hit you guys with the science, I'm going to load up this episode. I found, I found it a very hard episode to listen to. I don't think this is the episode that... Um, the, that we would record today. It's still good. I, you know, the, the, the science is solid, but it's, uh, it's, it's a little farty. Uh, so anyways, this is from Scott. Scott writes in and says, Greetings and salutations. I've been messing around with this great AI creative writing tool at storymachines.net. That's story-machines.net. 
And it occurred to me to enter the title of your superb episode from 2018, The Fartanomicon. I tried several times, providing no other text than the title. Of the results I got, these two are the best and also quite different from each other. So uh, here we go. The Fartanomicon is the definitive guide to the art of flatulence. Authored by renowned fartologist Dr. Gregory House, this <laughs> illustrated volume is a must-have for anyone interested in learning all there is to know about the mysteries of gas. From the physiology of gas production to the history of flatulence, the Fartanomicon covers it all. With its insightful illustrations and comprehensive information, the Fartanomicon is an invaluable resource for anyone looking to improve their flatulent skills. Whether you are a beginner looking to learn everything there is to know about gas or a seasoned fart enthusiast looking to expand your knowledge, this book is perfect for you. Don't wait any longer. Order your copy of the Fartanomicon today. And now, they, now, oh, go ahead. now, wait a minute. Why was this not a story at all? This is like a this is like a promo for a book. Why did it spit that out? Sometimes it it does this. I've noticed toying around with this interface. Sometimes it gives you the story. Sometimes it tells you about the story or about the book. So sometimes it sort of is within the story. Sometimes it stands outside of the story. Hmm. Scott continues here, and here's the second one. In the world of Fartanomicon, farting is an art form. It is a way to communicate with your fellow humans and to show your appreciation for the environment. There are many different types of farts, and each has its own special meaning. One day, a farting artist named Gary entered the Fartanomicon competition. He was very nervous, but he knew that he had to try his best if he wanted to win. Gary started by farting in the air to show how powerful his fart was. Then he farted in different directions to show how versatile his farting was. Finally, he farted in the shape of a heart to show how romantic his fart was. The judges Aww. were impressed by Gary's farting skills, and he was eventually declared the winner of the Fartanomicon competition. Anyways, this may be a bit too long or silly for a listener mail, but it made me laugh heartily. Your show is great. Keep it up. Scott. Scott, obviously your fears were unfounded. Here we are reading the whole thing. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> now, is Gregory, How Gregory House, is, is that the house... From the TV show House? I think so. I've never watched that yeah. show, but I, I think that's his name. That's what, what's his name? Hugh Laurie? Yeah. Oh, it is. Wow. It just p totally pulled him and decided we we're going to go, um, you know, cross promotional on this, huh? So I wonder why did it pull in that name? Like, what does that have to do with the, the phrase Fartonomicon that is put in here? I, I don't know, but it is interesting the way that the AI interacts with proper nouns, like that if you put a name like uh, Santa Claus or like Morbius or whatever in the, uh, in the title or in the first line, it will, it obviously knows some pre-existing associations with this character and it will shape the narrative accordingly. It doesn't just treat it as a, as a neutral proper name. Mm-hmm. So that makes me think also that when it pulls in a different proper name on its own, like it just decides to retrieve Gregory House, there must be a reason for that. It's not like randomly selecting a name. I don't know. I just don't know. <laughs> was there an episode of House that was about the Fartonomicon? I don't think that would make any sense. I don't know, but I did a search for Dr. Gregory House and Farts just to see, because who knows? I had a long run. They had to come. They might have come around to it eventually. Nothing was turning up from me, but maybe uh, listeners out there can chime in. There aren't very many fart mystery shows, I guess. Like even the long running ones. Did 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 they ever do a fart episode of Murder She Wrote? I don't know. 
murder she farted. <laughs> okay. Um, this Who needs next- a story machine when, when we've got, uh, got the human creativity? Shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. Rob, as the uh, the local host with allergies here, they sent you some of their nasal spray to treat your allergies. What was your experience like? Yeah, that's right. I always wrestle with the pollen a bit when it rolls in during the spring. So they sent me the little uh, nasal spray. I tried out the product and yeah, it sure did help me get on top of my symptoms for the day. And it's so fast acting. Uh, it was already kicking in before I left the house. Astapro is a first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription-strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can get Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use this directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Today's episode is brought to you by Visible. If you haven't heard of Visible, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon, just $25 a month, every month, taxes and fees included. Having a one-line plan means you only need you to save. No estranged roommates, exes, cousins twice removed, or AI-powered humanoid robots needed. And because $25 a month really means $25 a month, you can call, text, stream, whatever, as much as you want without worrying about getting dinged at the end of the month. No hidden fees, no surprises. No, really. It's like the old saying goes, you can't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. So spread the word. Tell all your friends there's a wireless company out there with transparency in their name, and they're called Visible. Start saving on wireless today at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then, through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles in a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. 
there's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, this next message is also a Story Machine submission. It's from Derek. Derek says, hi, Robert and Joe. Derek here. Really love your podcast. Your episode on creative writing machines was very interesting and has been helpful to me as an amateur writer, uh, helping me complete thoughts and sentences or simply giving me an idea or direction on how to put thoughts to words. And then Derek uh, attaches something. So he he begins with a kind of biblical prompt uh, that goes, it wasn't with rolling thunder, a crack of lightning, or a big bang that the architect came to be. It just was. One moment there was nothing, and the next it simply was. The moment after it came into being, it spread its consciousness outwards, creating the vast and endless void of space. And then I think he signals this is where the uh, the AI takes over. And then from that void, the architect began to create. The first thing it created was the laws of physics, then the molecules that make up the world, followed by the stars and planets. It worked tirelessly, creating the blueprints of everything. I'm going to read directly here. Everything that would ever will exist. (laughs) As it worked, the architect grew more and more tired. It created everything, but it was alone. Oh, that's kind of a creepy Hmm. conclusion there. Yeah. Rob, I don't know if in all your experiments you've seen a few kind of like grammatical nonsense uh, creep in. Most of the time, I feel like its sentences are pretty tight, like they actually work syntactically. But occasionally, I think you get something like this, uh, the blueprints of everything that would ever will exist. Yeah, and I would find that sometimes if I threw too many things into a a sentence, like if I were to write something like, the son of the duck who was also a frog, like that sort of thing can sort of throw it off a little bit, I think. Yeah. Anyway, Derek says he was pleasantly surprised by how coherent the output of the Story Machines uh, program was, and also ends by recommending for Weird House the movie Kung Fu Hustle, which uh, I don't know if we do on the on Weird House. It's it's pretty recent, uh, but uh, but yeah, I love Kung Fu Hustle. I remember discovering that movie when I was in college and watching it way too many times. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's it's a fun one. And I know it's come up on Weird House because we've covered some films that, oh, I think it's like um, uh, what Wah Yun has been in uh, some of the films we've talked about. So mm. um, it, it's, yeah, it has a great cast. And so it's one that will probably continue to come up as we discuss other um, kung fu movies. All right. Uh, we continue to hear from folks about Sky Bridges, which has been delightful. Uh, this one comes to us from Chelsea. Chelsea writes, 
Hi, Rob, Joe, and Death Nicholas Johnson. <laughs> I believe that was, that was one of our Halloween names for, uh, yep. for, for Seth. Uh, the summer after my freshman year of college, I stayed on campus for a summer research project and ended up staying in Mead Hall at Pitzer College. Mead Hall was a main building with two towers behind it, all connected by sky bridges with see-through metal railings on the second and third floors. See attached pick. And indeed, uh, looking at the pics, looks looks nice. Looks nice. I like the the garden in the middle. Mm-hmm. I lived on the third floor of one of the towers, which meant I had to use the bridges to get to laundry, the kitchen, the main entrance, etc. The inside of the towers are painted a dirty white, covered in school-sanctioned student graffiti. Right outside my suite was a quote that wasn't abandon all hope ye who enter here, but it definitely had the same vibe. The <laughs> chipping graffiti and campus being almost completely deserted combined to make the whole summer feel pretty post-apocalyptic. Then I saw the film 28 days later and developed a sudden paralyzing fear of zombies. My brain took the movie, the isolation, and major depression and turned that into imagining flying zombies that would attack me from over the railings of, of the, on the sky bridges. I was fine on the bridges during the day. Day, but at night, I walked down the exact center and dreaded every minute of it. I think the sky bridge was where the fear finally hit because I was completely exposed to potential attacks from almost 360 degrees around me, but I only had a linear escape route. Fortunately, over the last decade, the zombie fear has faded somewhat, and I'm sure I'd be fine on a sky bridge now. Weird House Cinema has been a great way for me to experience and enjoy horror films without the risk of developing a new phobia. Thanks for the constant flow of information and commentary, Chelsea. Wow, I I don't know. First of all, thanks, Chelsea. But also, I don't know if this is a huge coincidence or if it says something about the college dorm experience in the, I'm guessing it was also in the 2000s for you. Um, but I distinctly remember thinking about zombie defense plans in my undergraduate dorm buildings. Uh uh, and actually, they seemed like a pretty good spot because they had kind of solid brick walls, solid metal doors, balconies with sturdy metal railing, uh, and, you know, a hundred pack of corn dogs in the freezer. It seemed like a, a defensible position. <laughs> oh, man. I, I don't think I would ever get that far with, with this line of thinking because I would sort of reach the conclusion pretty early that, oh, well, we, we'd be doomed. Uh, like, I don't know. It, it, doesn't, it never seemed water. like survival was an option. As soon as the utilities are cut, ugh. It's like, what, I'm going to go to Walmart and fight people for Walmart stuff? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I can cut a deal with the zombies and I can, like, speak for them. I can be, like, the Lorax of the dead or something. Yeah. I, for one, welcome our new undead overlords. (laughs) All right. I guess we're going to wrap up by doing a couple of responses on Weird House. First one, Rob, I didn't even know what this was. This must be something you, you... put out into the world there's something about a doodle contest somebody sent in drawings of us and i'm screaming tubies <laughs> oh yeah, yeah yeah so um uh yeah i think this will this will be fun it's been fun so far and we've only uh you know received a, a couple of submissions but uh as we've mentioned before we do have a store we that has some merch in it it's a tea public store and the other day, I received uh, an email from uh, our, our contact at Tee Public, and they're like, hey, why don't you do a contest and give away a shirt? It can be anything. Uh, don't overthink it. And so I was like, okay, I will not overthink it. How about a doodle contest about a, an action scene from uh, one of our episodes? And you can interpret action scene however you want. 
and uh, and we'll pick a prize a prize winner, or we'll have Seth pick one. I don't know. We'll have the random person just out in the world pick it. I don't know. I haven't figured that part out yet. But whoever wins the contest uh, gets a free classic T-shirt from uh, the store. So uh, we put that out there. I believe it's on. It's it's been posted in the stuff to blow your mind discussion module. Uh, which you'll find on Facebook. Uh, you can uh, just request to be added and answer a question you get in. It's also been put in our Discord. Uh, if you want access to the Discord, email us. We'll send you the link. And I may have even just thrown up a, a link on the old Facebook itself, which I haven't used in forever. Uh, but anyway, those are some places where you will find the details. So though it is not true to reality, I like that this picture has us sitting <laughs> side by side sharing a mic. And Rob, I don't know if you noticed, but uh, you're wearing you're wearing a long sleeve V-neck T-shirt, whereas I am wearing a collared shirt because I obviously, you know, I I, I dress for the occasion. <laughs> yeah, mine also kind of looks like a jumpsuit. I kind of because I kind of get a uh, I kind of get an MST vibe from this. You know, I feel like we're on a spaceship or something. Uh, but but you are yelling tubies. And I can, I can hear your voice uh, as I read it. So uh, I think that's pretty accurate. All right. Well, I'm going to read uh, last thing today, this message from Andrew uh, in response to some Weird House mail. Subject, Samuel Terry Ghoul. <laughs> In a previous episode, we talked about local TV horror hosts. One of them was this guy from Indiana named Sammy Terry. Sammy Terry. Mm. Um, And uh, so Andrew says, hi there. It's me again with some Weird House Cinema adjacent mail. I grew up and live in central Indiana and didn't realize Sammy Terry was a regional phenomenon until after your discussion on the show. I do not remember him as a movie feature host, but he would pop up in random commercials during the month of October. Not surprisingly, he would be advertising the spooky savings at car dealerships and so forth. Furthermore, my favorite local brewery pays homage to Sammy Terry as one of their house beers is named for him. I've attached photo evidence this time. Rob, you take a look at these photos while I'm finishing the email here. Uh, Andrew says, this serves as a good segue to hype up the weird awesomeness of Scarlet Lane Brewing in my current place of residence, McCordsville, Indiana. There are TVs typically playing B-horror films, which capture my attention to my wife's great annoyance. I even recently caught the beautiful train wreck that is Jason Takes Manhattan. The decor stays in line with the viewing options, and I recently spotted a low-key Halloween 3 item this past weekend. Photo evidence of this is also attached. And so uh, Andrew has a couple of photos here. One is, I guess these are both of the brewery. One is of a TV screen that's showing the silver shamrock uh, uh, flashing pumpkin commercial. And the other is some, it's like a mannequin wearing, I think, a lab coat. But then on (laughs) its head, it has the, the pumpkin mask from silver shamrock. And then the other thing is just a sort of life-size uh, sticker on the wall of Sammy Terry advertising a beer that I think is called the Sammy Terry Kolsch. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I looked up the website for this place and I was looking at some other photos and it, yeah, it looks pretty cool. They got quite a little horror vibe going on here. If I ever make it to central Indiana, I will, I will go out of my way to find this. Yeah. Four locations, Joe. You don't have to go that out of your way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Does that do it for today? I suppose so. I suppose that'll be a good place to uh, to close it out there. But uh, yeah, I can't help but think about spooky savings. Someone should should explore that concept uh, in a like a haunted car dealership 
movie uh figure out like what what are spooky savings can savings truly be so spooky uh that that, that humans cannot even speak of it they just turns your hair white deal so unbelievable they will send you straight to hell <laughs> <laughs> i like it somebody do it this is why we have the story machine you can just yeah. turn to the story machine and do it um yeah uh, i i've actually found myself using the story machine for um Dungeons and Dragons stuff here and there. We had a, in our groups, there was somebody who was creating a new character and they were like, I'm, I'm creating an auto gnome. I need some ideas for an auto gnome backstory. And I was like, well, I don't have time to think about that, but I do have this website. So I went there and I started putting in just a few things to, to get it going about an auto gnome. And it busted out some pretty good ideas. And, uh, and they weren't the, the final ideas that uh, my friend ended up using, but he ended up taking some of those ideas, tweaking them a little bit. And now he's off to Gen Con uh, with his auto gnome to tear it up. Okay, this is actually the last thing today. I just uh, did a story machine title, Spooky Savings. <laughs> First line, deals so unbelievable, they will send you straight to hell. Rob, do you want to hear what comes next? Oh, please do. The tale it tells goes as follows. Once upon a time, a devilish bank decided to offer its customers some of the most outrageous deals ever. Just by opening an account with them, customers could earn insane interest rates on their deposits and even earn <laughs> bonus cash if they managed to save a certain amount each month. Naturally, many people signed up for these deals and soon the bank was flush with cash. However, as the deals continued to get better and better, some customers started to regret their decision. They found themselves struggling to make ends meet and had to sell their souls in order to pay their bills. Finally, the devilish bank ran out of juicy deals and all of its customers were left penniless and stranded in hell. <laughs> there you go. That's perfect. Wow. All right. Well, we, uh, we'll go ahead and close it out there. We'll leave you with that um, horrific scene. Uh, but we'd love to hear from everyone out there regarding past, present, and future episodes of uh, Stuff to Blow Your Mind, the core episodes, Weird House Cinema, Artifact, Monster Fact, other listener mail episodes. It's all fair game. So you know how to get in touch with us. Joe will drop that email in just a second. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you next week. Huge thanks, as always, to our excellent audio producer, Seth Nicholas Johnson. If you would like to get in touch with us with feedback on this episode or any other, to suggest a topic for the future, or just to say hello, you can email us at contact at stufftoblowyourmind.com. Stuff to Blow Your Mind is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts are wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Today's episode is brought to you by Visible. The future of wireless is here, and it's transparent. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon, just $25 a month, every month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees, no surprises, no, really. What are you waiting for? Get with the times and switch to Visible at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, 
There's joy in every journey. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.